Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so excited. God is so good. And he has a good message for us today. We're going to talk about moving in with him. In fact, one day he said this to me. This is what we're going to talk about, what he said. He said, so many of my children think they're going to move in with me one day, but they don't even know me. Some don't agree with me or even have time for me. It's still, they think they want to move in with me. Isn't that crazy? Why would we think that we want to move in with somebody that we don't agree with or we don't know or we don't even have time for? So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, thanks so much that you want to be where we are. And so we welcome you. We thank you and praise you for teaching us how to live in your kingdom, for preparing us for your return. We love you. We praise you. And we just give you all the glory in your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. I'm so excited that he's constantly reaching out to us to show us how to live in his kingdom, to show us what we need to do to prepare for his return. And today he is talking about that. He, he wants us to be ready to move in with him. You know, either he's going to come first or you're going to leave here before that. Either way, you're going to meet up with him. And, you know, so many people are oblivious to the fact that God is a real person. You know, thinking about the first thing, how do you move in with someone you don't know? If, if, if there's a stranger, if someone is a stranger to you, you are not going to move in with them in real life, right? You're not going to move in with someone that you don't even know. So why do we make this such a fantasy kind of thing? Why are we hoping and praying, some of us, that we're going to move in with God someday? And, or that we're just going to fall asleep and float on a cloud or just, you know, don't even know what's ahead. And so God just wants to challenge you, if that's you today, to take the time to get to know him. He's saying to you, he is a real person. And to move in with him, we have to take the time to get to know him. This is his word. The word is God. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word is God. So you start to get to know him by getting to know this word. You can ask him to come and live on the inside of you, and he's going to show you things that you never saw before. He's going to help you to know him and to prepare to live with him when you leave here. He's going to help you to know for sure where you're going when you leave here. He's a person. He's a relationship. And so if you're that person, I run into people all the time that think, I hope I don't really know Jesus. I know of him, and I hope and I pray that I'm going to make it. And that's not how to get there. You don't want to be a hoping and a praying. You want to be for sure. You don't want to wing this thing. You want to get to know him. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And faith comes, revelation comes, knowing him comes as you spend the time to get to know him. Just like you wouldn't marry someone that you didn't know. You're not going to marry, you're not going to... Um, let someone else get to know God for you. So it's not like you go to church and you know of him and then move in with him and be all surprised and shocked, although I'm sure that might happen. I don't know how God does what he does or how he determines, but we do have the word of God to tell us. Jesus said many on that day are going to say, Lord, we did this in your name, we did that in your name, and I'm going to say to them, away from me, I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness, which brings up the whole other 
um, idea of knowing him, if you don't know him, then how can you know his law? How can you obey him? And so you got to take the time to get to know him so that you can understand who he is. You can know his opinion. You can know what he expects of you. You can know the plan that he has for your life right here and right now and so much more. If you don't know him, you're, you're not going to know the love that he has for you. You're not going to know the things that he longs to say to you. Um, he, he is just so loving and so kind and compassionate. And if you don't know him, then you're not going to know that. In his word, he tells us who he is. And that is a place you want to start. And then also, you, he is inviting each and every one of us to have a relationship with him by asking him to come and live on the inside of us. When you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, he really does. Revelation 3.20 says that he is knocking at the door of your heart. And when you invite him in, he's going to come up, come in, and he's going to dine with you. So if he's going to dine with you, what does that mean? He's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you his way. He is going to show himself to you. In fact, he said um, in John 14, he said, if you love me, you'll obey me. So when you get to know the word of God, then you, you can start obeying him. You can apply that to your life. And then he's going to start manifesting himself to you. So that's one thing. So then he said, okay, so they don't know me. They don't agree with me. So even how can you know if you agree with him if you don't get to know him? And some people have heard the word of God and maybe have heard a lie. And um, they don't agree with it. They don't, they don't want to hear it. Some people know the word of God and they change it so they're not in agreement with him. And you have to be in agreement with him. One thing to, to check even, um, sometimes we think we're in agreement with God, um, that we're following after him, and really we're not. Because if you, here's a good example I want to give you. John 15, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches, the Father is the vine dresser. If you abide in me and I abide in you, if we're in agreement, you can ask whatever you will and it'll be done for you. And you'll be proving to be true disciples of mine and you'll be glorifying the Father. So, how, you know, as Christians, we do, we, we think we're in agreement with God, but how often do you ask what you will and it's done for you? That's a check. If you're asking what you will and it's not being done for you, that means that you might not be a true follower. You might be think you're following after God, but if you're not in agreement with him, if you're not if you're not getting what you're asking for, you're not really glorifying the Father. And then we kind of look like hypocrites and we are going to fall in that category where he said not many on that day, or many on that day, are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name, we did that in your name. And he's going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. So if we're practicing lawlessness, we're not in agreement with him. Another way you can look at it is if you don't believe in part of the Bible, like by his stripes we were healed, or God is going to meet all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, or anything then you're not really in agreement with him. You're opposed to him. 
And so that would be the person that doesn't agree with him. And you might think you're in agreement with him, but you might want to do a check because you might not be in agreement with him. If you're asking God for something and it's not happening, then more than likely you're not in agreement with him in some area and you want to do a check on that. So you have to be in agreement with him. Why would you want to move in with someone you don't agree with? Someone you're in strife with. Someone, you know, and there's that that disagreement that you don't realize you have. And then there's the just the blatant disagreement. Some people just disagree with God. They think he should do this this way and that that way and all kinds of um, other opinions they have. And which is another form of disagreement. I think God meant this, I think this, and I think that about the Word of God, but never going to God and finding out the revelation knowledge of what He is saying. Just thinking and living by your own opinion is being in disagreement with God, of course. And so then there is um, not having time for God. So much of the time we call ourselves Christians, but I don't have time for that. I don't have time to get up and read my Bible. I don't have time to get on my knees. I have to go to work. I have to do this. And sometimes I wonder if those people are actually bitter and um, opposed to God, angry at God for whatever. So that's disagreement as well. Because if you don't have time for God, God is a relationship. If you don't have time for him, then you're in disagreement with him. And so, um, and you know, you, you, you have time. When you think about it, if you set your mind to something that you want to do, you're going to do that. You're going to have time for that. You're going to make time because it's important to you. I want to encourage you, you know, if that's you, to make time for God because he is your eternity. He is your source. Your life, if it's about him, will prepare you for your life when you leave here. And we know there's heaven and there's hell and there's no in between. There's either God or not God. So either you're going to be in agreement with him or you're not going to be in agreement with him. And if you're in agreement with him, you're going to make time for him. He's, he's a relationship. It's like getting married to him. When you ask him to come live on the inside of you, he's your God. He's your husband. And um, you have to have time for him just like you have time for um, any other relationship. He's a person. And you get to know that person by spending time with that person. You don't want to just go to church, as I said already, and um, find out about him but you want to have an intimate relationship with him and find out what he's thinking and the plan he has for your life and the love things that he wants to say to you. You want him to come and live on the inside of you and be your God. That's what you want. That's, that's a true relationship. And he is. He's just going to love on you. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to warn you of things. He's going to remind you of the things he said. He's going to help you to obey him because when you obey him, then your joy will be complete. He's so good. There's so much to know about him that you can't know unless you have that relationship with him. So it's not about just knowing of God and hoping and praying that you're going to make it there, but it's about that relationship with him. Who you are in him 
It's about him living on the inside of you and you both having communication and um, you knowing him as much as he knows you. You know what he's thinking. You know his opinion even before he speaks. It, it takes time. It takes time to have a relationship with him just like it does anyone else. So you got to take that time. It, it's, it's vital that you take that time and prepare for leaving here to go and move in with him. And while you're here, he has a job for you to do. He's asking you to witness for him. He's asking you to look like him, to represent him. There is so much that he has for you to do while you're here on the earth. He's not calling anybody home early. Anybody that he can get to go for him, then he will take that person. He doesn't consider anyone any better than anyone else. He considers us all his, and we're all equal, and he's love, He's in love with all of us. And really, if you're wondering, that's why he hasn't come yet, because we don't know him. we got to take the time to know him. You have to realize how important it is to get to know him so you can move in with him, so you can move in with him. He's waiting on us. We're not waiting on him to take the time to get to know him, and really, um, if you say that you love God and you're a Christian uh, and you're saying you don't have time for him, just think about how he feels. He has feelings. He's a person. We're made in his likeness, so any feelings and emotions you have, you can be sure he has them as well. If you don't want to take the time to get to know him or come in agreement with him, then, you know, he, his feelings are hurt. Uh, that hurts him. He's in love with you. You're his child. And I know some people, their children have disowned them. And I suppose that's very painful, and I can't imagine that. But really, that's what we're doing to God when we reject him. And much of the time, we don't realize we're doing it. And so I believe that's why God is wanting me to point that out today, that we don't purposefully not have time for him or purposely disagree with him or not know him because sometimes we're just taught the wrong things. But God wants us to know that he's real. He's a real person. He's a relationship. He wants to come and live on the inside of you. Jesus came, if you didn't know, so that you could have life to the fullest. He gave up his life and so that the Holy Spirit could come and live on the inside of you, so that you could be healed. He took stripes for your healing. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He went to hell for you. He shed his blood for you to be so you could be right with the Father. And when you look at the Word of God, you're going to learn all that. You can't learn it in a second. But I would like to pray with you, if you would like, to ask him to come and live on the inside of you and be with you all the time. He will be. If you ask him, you can know that for sure. Revelation 3.20 says he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you ask him to come in, he's going to come in. And he's going to dine with you. That means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to be there for you. He's going to teach you. And with that teaching comes correction. Because when we live in the world, we live a whole different way than if we live in the kingdom of God. When Jesus came, he represented God. And he didn't conform to our way. But um, he lived in the kingdom of God right here on the earth. And that's what we have to learn how to do to bring glory to his name. We have to learn how to live in his kingdom just like Jesus lived when he was here, and do his work, be about his business. 
So he told the, the disciples, he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. The Holy Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of you. And so if you want to have that relationship with him, and it's not a ticket to heaven, but it's an invitation to a relationship with him where you're going to get to know him, you're going to hear his voice, and um, it's going to be really cool. So if you want to pray with me, I'll pray with you right now. Jesus, we ask you to come and live on the inside of us and show us who you are. Be our God. We thank you and praise you that you are so good and so in love with us, so interested in us that you just want to come and live on the inside of us, that you're, you're preparing us even for that time to be with you so that we can be, so we can be right with you. We, we are just so grateful. I am so grateful that you care so much that you continue to reach out to us. And I thank you and praise you that the person or persons that have never asked you before, that they would feel your presence right now as they commit to you. We thank you, Lord, that we could be as faithful to you as you are to us. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. You're so good. So if you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. And remember, he is his word, and you got to take the time to get to know the word. Get on your knees and worship him, and he's going to make himself known. In John 10.10, 10, you can read the whole chapter. He says that his sheep know his voice. He's going to make his voice known to you, and his voice is going to match the word of God. And um, he's just going to fill you to overflowing. He is. And um, when he left, he told the disciples to go and wait, that the Holy Spirit would come upon them and that um, he would just overtake them. And then that happened. You can read that in Acts 2. And they were filled with the Spirit and spoke in different languages. And um, the people thought that they were drunk. And so don't be surprised if when you prayed, you started feeling the fullness of that. And if you keep worshiping him, then you can get <clears throat> that other language. And that other language is meant for so many things when you don't know what to pray. Um, God's Spirit prays for you. Um, it, it builds you up in your faith and so much more. And you can read about that in Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14. So let me know if you said that prayer. Let me know if you have any questions, if I inspired you in any way. I'd love to know. Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless.